Xbox on. Game on, baby! Woo! Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I am this week's host, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by everyone's favourite uncle, it's Uncle Jesse. What up? How are y'all doing? Yeah, not bad, <laughs> I suppose. It's a Monday, Mondays are always depressing. Exactly. And some mod called Mikey. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, uh, did you sleep at all last night? Uh, I think. Or today? Gotcha. Maybe. <laughs> Everyone Someday. keeps on pointing that, that Mikey's <laughs> always sound very, very tired when he's on the podcast, and um, I tend to agree. Mikey, you have to sleep more. I do. I do have to sleep more. Um, you guys always have a, a lovely time. You know, if I worked at normal American hours, it'd be great when recording 4 o'clock Central, but I work nights, so it's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> so shouldn't this be shouldn't this be your um you know you should be waking up to start the day correct or is it now this is the time that you'd be going to bed or you well, should have already well, gone I, to bed. I, I i should have already gone to bed but I, i'm kind of a slacker and kind of bad at it uh, my normal work hours are 6 30 to 6 30 which are quite terrible it's only three terrible. days a week so i get like oh, four days up. off it's great well, let's swiftly we'll move on and find out what you've been playing this week. And we'll start by you, Sleepyhead, Michael. Oh, what have I been playing? Oh, Hyperlight Drifter. Um, I just started playing it because we got in contact with the dev, uh, and he'll be on the show with us later. And uh, it's, you know, I'm usually not a fan of two-dimensional games. Um, and this isn't fully 2D, it's 3D, but it's 2D art. Um, and it usually is kind of a turnoff for me, but this game is one of the more colorful 2D games that I've seen. Um, it's also super fun to actually play. It's kind of like um, if you threw Zelda, Diablo, and a little bit of Dark Souls in, and nice. you made that into a game. It, it looks so stylistically cool. Uh, it's very retro-looking, but at the same time, pretty modern. Uh, I'm very excited that we get a chance to chat with the guys that created the game and hear a little bit more about it, especially for those people that maybe haven't heard about it yet. It is releasing later this week on the Xbox One, so it's very, very exciting. It's been out, I think, on the PC now for a few months, right? Uh, Since, I think, March 26th. Okay. I think maybe it was March 31st. Whatever, close enough. And this, and this was a, this was another, this was another Kickstarter game, but a successful Kickstarter. <laughs> Very game, successful. Game it was uh, number one on Steam for a week, if I remember right. It's got some. I think it's got really good reviews overall as well. Uh, so very excited to see it coming to the Xbox One. That'll be another game to add to my backlog that I <laughs> install and never and never get to. <laughs> you gotta play it. I, I I hear it only takes about seven hours if you're an average player to beat. So oh, that's not bad. Um, it's, it's from what I read, but when you get into the game, it's kind of like a, there's no words. It's kind of pictogrammy. The whole story is mm-hmm. told through pictures, so you kind of just gotta guess what everything does and. But it's not. It's pretty intuitive. And what about you, Clay? 
Uh, no surprise, I think, to anybody. I've, no. been, I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege. Moving on. <laughs> no, I, I actually uh, I, uh, been traveling a ton for work, so I haven't had a whole lot of time for gaming. Uh, I did buy uh, Fru, Frau, I don't, never quite understood how to pronounce that. Uh, haven't had a chance to play it, and I also picked up um, Dangerous Golf, which I fully intended on playing on Sunday with my son and we just didn't have enough time to to get on it uh but i did play a whole bunch of siege after the family went to bed <laughs> the other night <laughs> I, I forgot I, I did play some dangerous golf that's right it is nice, actually nice. fun so you should get to it once you learn the controls I, it's actually fun i've heard it's crazy fun so it's uh i'm looking forward to that and i love the interview with those guys so sad i couldn't have been on there but uh, it was a great one yeah ross yeah, sorry, I, I've been playing Dangerous Golf as well after my nice. chat with the guys last week. Uh, I figured I'm just going to go and grab this game and start playing it. And, Mike, you're right. When you pick up the mechanic and the controls, it's a lot of fun. At, so. at first, I was like, oh, man, I don't know. And then I realized how everything worked. And it's, oh, I can actually score points now. I actually know what's going on. <laughs> uh, There's something nice. very satisfying about when you mess up, but it goes in anyway. <laughs> it does. Um, it's almost kind of like it's got an auto-targeting system yeah. sometimes. But, uh, like, oh, that went in the hole. Oh, lucky me, I guess. <laughs> um, nice. What else have been playing? Uh, Rocket League, of course. Of course. I saw you on there this weekend playing some Rocket League. Yeah, I played for seven hours straight. And you dragged me on somehow. Yeah, Mikey was playing with us, so... Uh, that was a, a lot of fun. So because we're doing private matches, we've developed our own mode, and I won't tell you the name of it, but simply <laughs> it is the basketball court, and you use the puck from uh, Snow Day on the basketball court, and it's superb. I just love it. <laughs> it but, sounds uh, like it might be a little bit challenging. It, it's it's okay. Like It's not as random goals, but... Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it's good for sort of two on two because it's a smaller court. Mm-hmm. So, or, or even three on three suits it, and uh, yeah, we were having a lot of fun with that. Although we done lots of insane modes, ten times boosts, and and everything <laughs> else. But although I, I didn't did play so that mode value. with you, you still score from the side, don't you? Yeah, <sighs> I can't stop you when you do that. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, it's it just. I have never got so much value out of a game. I think I'm at 350 hours now. Gee, wow. are you for real? 350 hours? 350 hours. Now, I'm not going to take full credit for that. That, like, when I'm at work, my wife might be sitting playing it using my profile. So but I can't still, say that's all me. But even still, between the two of us, it's like 350 hours. That's a, a $20 game that you're getting a hell of a lot of use out of. I think it was only 20 bucks, right? Or yeah, 20 pounds or 50, 50 pounds, 15 dollars or 15 pounds, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever currency we're using now. Um, but yeah, no, like, I'm, I don't remember getting as much value out of a game in my life. So um, cheers for I'm that. I'm surprised but, you found time to play dangerous golf now. Yeah, um, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's true. It's like, I have to play stuff. I've still not finished Fallout. I've still not started Red Dead. That's a shame. You haven't That's started a... Red Dead. I can we end the podcast now and let you play? Your... Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to sit down when I've got a free weekend and just you know get right into it. You know, I don't want to just dive in for an hour or whatever. 
I want to, you know, give it my full attention. So I will get round to it, and I will report on this podcast my opinion about Red Dead as soon as I do it. Nice. Okay. It is my favorite game from last generation. Nice. Right. Well, I've Same got to do it. Man. I've got Same to here. do it. You really but anyway, do. Let's find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. Perfect. So, Ross, uh, actually, Whoa, 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 start... whoa, Jesse, sorry. I think I'm oh. going to start with the first story. Oh, okay. So, user Uncle Jesse posted... <laughs> <laughs> episode <you>. number 52... <laughs> of this week on the subreddit. So congratulations, Jesse. You've made it for a year without anyone banning you. I How know. Does that feel? Surprisingly. I've surprisingly. Been close. <laughs> it's a it's some shameless self promotion, right? <laughs> oh no. I think everyone in the subreddit no. can can agree that, you know, the, the videos are great. You can see the difference in the, the first videos through oh, to the number fifty two and the production quality. Yeah. And you definitely Noah. make the, uh, the best last week in our Xbox One uh, from the East Coast. There we go. Subreddit. That's uh, <laughs> pretty good. But anyway, thank you very much. Do yeah, the mods no, want to see anything as you represent the mods, Mikey? Do you want to see anything? You know what? We, we talk about them behind the scenes, um, and it's nothing but good. Uh, thank you for everything <laughs> you do. No, seriously, there, there's a lot of people that could uh, make some bad content, but you make wonderful content and thank you so much for bringing what you do to the subreddit it's much appreciated my little bit that i can give back to the community so i just want to say thank you guys for letting me make those every week and uh sharing them with everybody out there and thanks for everybody for watching and again providing the feedback i mean you see if you go back and watch the first few <laughs> to the most recent one <laughs> hell i mean most of those are all all the changes were from People providing feedback on, hey, uh, when you're, can you actually look at the camera and not turn sideways? And, <laughs> and you know, you didn't start to like about what was it, episode twenty six with the uh, little bit at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, my little, favorite bit now. <laughs> the little, the little uh, uh, Easter egg, I guess you could say, at the at the end of the episode. Yeah, I didn't start until a handful. I think I just sort of did it for the fun of it, and then I just kind of stuck up with it because since I saw people were uh, actively enjoying that or sticking around to the end of that. So now now, now the challenge is coming up with something to stick at the end of those. Oh, no, you usually, know what? Did you, usually not did too you hard ever, with my flubs that I do. Did you ever fix your GoPro that you jumped in a pool with? Oh, no, I haven't, man. And <laughs> hopefully my wife isn't listening to this because she has brought that up like five or six times already that I need to reach out to the warranty plan and uh, – Trying to get that replaced. I have not done that yet. I, I'm so lazy when it comes to some things. Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> I wish I had myself a human. <laughs> yeah, just three. I didn't 3D print myself a case for it. It just, you know, I should have been using a better one when jumping into the pool. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Clay, for the listeners, will you give us your intro? <laughs> sure. Hey everyone, welcome to Last Week on Xbox One. Each week we cover the top submitted posts over on the Xbox One subreddit. Yeah, I missed something there, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what, what are you bringing this week, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say that, um, you know, there someone had posted the article about how 
uh, Rocket League is now in a position to release, uh, and I should say someone posted, it was actually <laughs> Reese, it was Delicious Cheese that posted <laughs> He was bragging about posted. the karma. I know, it was. It, it was it was the, one of the top it was the top submitted post last week, um, so they the Rocket League dev team have stated that they have everything in place and ready to go for cross network play between the Xbox One and the PS4. They're just waiting on Sony's go ahead to basically enable it or make it possible from their standpoint. Uh, to enable that. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, we've talked about this a few times before across network play, um, but it's just great to see that it's actually <laughs> in a place now to make this happen. Uh, I mean, would you guys be interested in in this actually getting flipped on? I'm Ross, I'm sure <laughs> you're the big Rocket League guy here. Well, more, more people to beat, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I am. I've got friends that have only got a PS4, um, and I would love to play. Plus, I don't know about you, but how good would it be to have like Xbox versus PS4, like games on Rocket League? Actually, that no, could I was going to say, I've, I've always said that I believe, and I truly still believe this, Xbox has a more competitive multiplayer base than PS4. I, I, I might, there's a mod on the team, Falcon Box, so some mods PS4. It might give me a little crap later, but I truly <laughs> believe that, so I think we'd stomp on them. You, so you think we would beat the PS4? I think overall, yes, we would. I think. Could be completely wrong about that because their player base is a little bigger, but yeah, I, I I would really want to try. You know, it's it's interesting because Microsoft said, yeah, we're we're up for it, and or did they come out and say that? Microsoft came out and said they're ready for it. Um, it was Sony that uh, has has been kind of silent on that front, and I think I don't think it's because they don't want to do it. I think they've been silent because they were a little caught off guard. Now they're trying to get everything ready in order to do it. Um, and usually with Sony, we don't hear about some until it's really? ready to go. So yeah, right. It'll be interesting. And, but if it doesn't happen, I think it it does it makes them look like a the bad guys almost. It does. Yeah, just create that narrative, but they can also come back and say that we uh, back uh, last generation wouldn't do it when we were in the lead. So, uh, very true. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I, it's just it's it's interesting to me that there's now multiple developers behind this. I mean, it's not just the Rocket League guys. Um, who is it? Project, uh, Project CD, CD Project Red. Yeah said that they wanted Gwent to run through this so that you could play the card game from Xbox to PS4. And uh, what was it? Not Battleborn. What's the other one that everybody's playing? Overwatch. Overwatch. It's, uh, oh, I believe it was the Overwatch fun. team wanted you to be able to do that as well. And we're behind this sort of movement to make this happen. Um, so I, I, I can't see what's the downside to doing this. I, I really don't see it, there being any downside to it. Uh, it's just better for the gamers out there. Well, people say it'll sell less consoles, um, but I don't think that's entirely true. Uh, like, they, they think um, it could help Xbox more than PlayStation. I think it's only a matter of time before we get this. Well, I, right. I, I've admitted this before. I, I've got a PS4, but I only play my exclu- my, the exclusives on it. And Same here. I, I don't generally buy my multi-platform games. I generally have them for the Xbox One because that's my my console of choice as such, right? And 
you know, it, it's one of them things that now and again, if I hear or I see a post in some of the communities I'm involved in, like Facebook and things like that, they they post, oh, does anyone fancy a game of this? And it's like, oh, I fancy a game. Oh, it's on PS4. I can't. I don't have it on PS4. And it always makes me feel a little bit sad inside that I'm missing out on something. And let's face it, we're all gamers. We love to game. Right. Just let us game with each other. That's, That's right. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Ross, that actually brings up a good uh, topic here, which is I've also got a PS4, and I've yeah. been debating on selling my PS4 because I literally have not played it at all. I purchased it and purchased it to play those exclusive games uh, on the PS4. Really haven't played it at all. I booted up to download the monthly titles that are available on there, uh, the PS Plus program. Uh, and now I'm thinking about trading it in towards an Xbox One S. Um, so this brings me into the next topic here that uh, Major Nelson and the Xbox team announced that the Xbox One S is releasing officially next week on August 2nd. Uh, that was Blazing1414 posted that uh, topic over on the subreddit. Uh, so are you guys picking it up or have you guys have pre-ordered are you holding off what are you guys doing mikey what how about you i'm conflicted uh because i know me and ross have been looking at that gears of war xbox oh yeah Mm -hmm. um so it's like do i wait do i not and and i'm one of those people that uh i'm dead set right now getting the uh, gears elite controller so when i look at the gears xbox it doesn't come with it so i might end up getting just the regular xbox one s because i can't see myself springing for both gears of war things it'd be a lot of money um <laughs> but i'm definitely getting one version of the xbox one s i'm very excited for it my wife said no <laughs> i'm sorry i know not uh, for you Ross, to i told get the you gears. this i told you this before i told you this before this is what you need to do you got to set up a separate credit card okay. on the side right Lisa, if you're listening to this, just turn off the podcast. Just turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you set up you set up a whole bank account on the side. And then right. you 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 get another wife and you get another family and you set them up on the side. And, wait, sorry, what what am I talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's too so, so Ross, you, <laughs> You're so you denied, denied purchase uh, from the from the big boss a- man. I think you should go fund you page it. for you, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I even said I was even like, um, it's got a push in button, and she went, "Why dark here?" <laughs> but yeah, like that gears win. If she sees that gears win, I think it's gonna change. It'll change her mind. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll change the world. <laughs> a whole new world. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. That's gonna be a lot, Aiden. Um, uh, no. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually got it pre-ordered, um, and I was debating on trading my PS4 in to offset the cost a bit, because they did announce with this announcement they did say that the they're only re- excuse me they're only releasing the two terabyte edition on August second. The one terabyte and the five hundred gig versions are not coming till later in the year, and there's no date for those. I think it was like probably going to be around this holiday season, which wouldn't surprise I me at all. don't think so. I think they'll, they'll, the early adopters, as per usual, will pick up the two terabytes, and within a couple of months, like, honestly, September, 
I think I think end of September you're going to see the the one and the five hundred gigabytes. Right. I, so I genuinely well, do. Did you guys also see the note that they uh, have temporarily? I think that's what it stated. Reduced the regular Xbox One, the five hundred gig version, to two hundred and fifty dollars, which is a pretty damn great price. For... You're on the fence. That I remember when the uh, I think it was the Xbox One that launched. I believe that was the price of the three hundred and sixty at the time, and it sold like hotcakes. It did. Yeah, now that the time to buy. That is a very very sweet spot for that and what's great is again even come next year when the scorpio is released tentatively all games will still run even on the regular xbox the xbox s and the scorpio which is going to be something very interesting to see and for us to be chatting about a year from now for sure well i just realized that's half the price i paid to launch uh, don't remind me <laughs> <laughs> well technically i didn't i didn't buy mine but i think i've discussed that before didn't you win yours or something like that? I, I, I did, so I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I don't know what the price is going to be in the UK at $250. Can I tell you, it's not going to be £250. There's no way they'll sell. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. It, but Does it tend to be the same level in dollars, like $300, £300, or is it, or is it less? Yeah, that country's all out of whack now, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, like, we're oh, close. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did some <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, but, like, usually, like, if it's $250, it's, like, £300. No, it, it's it's funny, the exchange rate's, like, a bit like Canada. The UK seemed to get a bit, like, higher prices, basically, than what it, the, the exchange rate is into dollars. And it wouldn't seem so well, cheap in America. Well, you want to shipping, yeah, I know, there I might know. be a uh, Xbox One waiting for you in Minnesota. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I want one but I don't need an S I no want you it. need it Shh. okay you need it you don't want it you need it I know I need it I, don't I, care about you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this I, I'm probably the most excited about the built in power supply and that it yeah. is 40% smaller I mean the, I don't have a 4K TV yet um, so I can't take advantage of some of the, uh, 4k streaming or the HDR support just yet. Uh, but that smaller Xbox is, and the no power supply is going to make it so much easier for me to travel with this thing on all the business trips that I go on so that I can actually game on the road, which will be very, very exciting for me. It's, uh, it's going to be a whole new world. <laughs> Was somebody just screaming? <laughs> what was that in my head? earlier? Ross, you're up next. Uh, I was going to say, were you watching a Wads in the or? I'm like, why was that in my head? Somehow? I don't know. It's a very strange song to have in your head, to be honest with you. Uh, so, Uno, uh, Giant Defy Ant posted this week that Ubisoft is reigniting the classic game Uno. Now, I know about Uno. On the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Did you guys play it? Did you guys play it? Uh, I did. <laughs> Let's keep this above board. Okay. Camera um, on or camera off? Ah, uh, yeah. Is See, this is question? what I heard about it. Is this what's going to come back now? It's basically chat roulette. 
Uh, well, it probably will have been that. a a bit more heavy handed this generation. I've noticed so. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I would guess at launch, yes. Um, but the uh, will eventually be banned. There's going to be a whole lot of wang chunging going on out there <laughs> <laughs> every night. <laughs> it's uh, it, it no, but it, seriously, it's a fun game. I remember I had fond memories. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be very. Yes, yeah, so uh, I had fun memories. Camera off mode. I did. It, it was a fun game for me. Uh, it's a good play. Yeah, it's a good fit. You know what's funny is it, it sort of reminds me of a Rocket. It's completely different gameplay, but Rocket League, where you can get in and you can play a game real quick. You're not st- stuck playing something for 20, 30 minutes. That's what I remember playing. about. I, I used to maybe play a round or two of Uno and then jump into something else. Uh, or me, I'd get I done play playing something. Like yeah. <laughs> so it turns into oh, six games. <laughs> but it, it was, I don't know, it was fun having the camera. I do remember having some interest. You know, I, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of nakedness, um, thankfully. But I do remember seeing, like, people have, at parties playing this game with their camera on and interacting. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's a, it's a fun little dynamic that they're reintroducing out there for any lucky connect owners isn't that how you met your wife (laughs) (laughs) hey move on to the next story i think just just move on to the next story uh yes um rainbow six siege got some uh new otter uh uh, operators i'm trying to say (laughs) by what's my password um I think if there's anybody here at this uh, podcast table we got going on, uh, Clay, if you want to talk about the uh, the new operators. Yes, I am very excited. This is Operation Skull Rain is the latest in the season pass pack thing. I can't remember what they're calling it here. Um, but it is, uh, it's two new operators that are coming along with one new map. There's also a new game mode as well as some updates that they're making, as always, to the game itself. Uh, The two operators, there's one defense, one offensive uh, person, and I'm going to butcher the names of these these team players or the new characters here. Uh, Caveria is the defensive operator who has, has silence step as her perk or whatever that is. Uh, basically allowing them to sneak up on enemies, uh, disable them, and it says interrogate them, which I thought was pretty cool. So assuming you don't get spotted by someone else, uh, one of the other enemy teammates, and attacked, you can interrogate the the person that you've downed to reveal the location of all the other people uh, in the game, which is pretty cool. Um, The uh, offensive person, Captiao, 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 (laughs) <laughs> has a tactical cross <laughs> has a tactical crossbow um it says can fire asphyxiating bolts that burn oxygen within a certain radius also includes a micro smoke grenade that can mask positions and team movements which is pretty cool um i i don't see that as being as effective <laughs> as maybe some of the other operators well, I, that are out there i can tell you the first one um, this is not the first Ubisoft game to do this for people, Clancy fans like me. Ghost Recon: Future Soldier. Um, mm, there, you yeah. could take people down, and if you um, took them down with the melee and you choked them out, you revealed the enemy 
uh, teams' positions, and it is a huge benefit. Oh, yeah. um, I did not know that they were doing that. I, although it's a bit harder to sneak up on someone in siege. It's very it's hard like to sneak up on someone. You're dead. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but, but if you can do that consistently, that's a huge boost to your team. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's so. It says sneak up on an en- enemy to um, immobilize immobilize them. <laughs> so I'm wondering, is it an actual? Is it like a melee move, or do you can you from a short range shoot a weapon and it sort of knocks them out or stuns them uh, so that you can sneak up on them? I, it, I'm going to assume it's a how melee. Do you interrogate them. Hold yeah. right stick. Pre- press F <laughs> to interrogate. <laughs> Like, um, I'm not going to lie, out of the DLC, these seem the worst. <laughs> Are they stretching? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's like the, the ideas in these sort of hero... And they are hero shooters now, let's face it. That's what it is. And these characters just don't seem as, as good as what they were before. There is nothing... Right. You know, I can understand the interrogation side of it, but how that's going to play out in the game... It's going to be a bit strange. I need to see it first before I can make my well, mind up. I, I think, depending on how often you can pull it off, I think uh, Caviera is uh, probably the most... I, I'm going to say it right now. It's probably the most overpowered, I think, teammate in the game. You clearly haven't been Blackbeard then. <laughs> Blackbeard's good. I, I've seen this mechanic before, and it's it is so helpful. And if only one team can do it, I think it's going to be a massive boost to the defense team. Uh, sorry, the other thing I was going to say is that the the other thing that they've blocked is the kill counts. And so anytime you kill someone on your team, the indicator doesn't appear for the other players to see. So you have to actually call that out, that you've taken somebody out or that you were taken out uh, with your teammates. So it's It sounds like a game mode yeah. I'm only going to play with my friends because oh, yeah. a lot of people oh, don't yeah. like to put in their mics. Oh, yeah. Although there's more on Siege. I'll give them that. Yeah. Still not everyone. Most games, there's a mic. I try and talk in the mic, and as soon as I start talking, um, people generally respond. You know, it's always that you just need one person to talk at the beginning of the game for other people to. Well, it's because you have such a wonderful voice, as Aaron Greenberg stated. This is now the reason why you're his voicemail. Yeah, for anyone that does that, go to the Xbox One Party Chat Twitter, because uh, I'm now Aaron Greenberg's voicemail, um, <laughs> which is quite flattering, to be honest with you. Uh, I am available for voicemail? hire. <laughs> no. Tree fitty. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but like, as I said, like, I, I just the other ones I sort of went, the other heroes, as I like to call them, um, operators, I was excited for it. I couldn't wait to see them in action, whereas these guys, I'm just not. But I just need to see that. I think they're just going to do this interrogation. I just like winding Jesse up. That's all it is. <laughs> it's all right, man. I've got, it, take, it takes me forever. Since I don't have the season pass, it takes me like a month and a half to save up enough credits to buy one of the operators. So wait, how, many, how many credits up. is it? Uh, 25,000 credits. Wow! So, I think in a, what's it, a, if you win a ranked match, it's, what, like 350 credits you get? I did not know it was 25,000. See, I'm one of those people that bought it on PC and Xbox oh, and got the season pass for both, because I really do like this game, too. Um, 
Uh, that's actually a really high price. I was wondering how they justify the season pass. Pay to win, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you also get it. You also get that. Uh, you get the operators. I think a week or two weeks. Yeah, it's seven days early. Yep. So you week. get the season pass. You get them uh, with seven days early. But yeah. Anyway, enough about Jesse's game. <laughs> hey, if anybody from Ubisoft's listening, we want somebody to come on the podcast to talk about this game because I love it. I love it. I play it every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mikey, do you want to introduce this week's interview? And now here's this week's interview, Alex Preston from the Hyperlight Drifter team. Xbox Snap, this week's interview. Hello, everyone. We're joined here today by Alex Preston of Heart Machine, the creator of Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, go ahead and say hello. Hello. And also here to help me grill him is Dave, a.k.a. Falconbox. How you doing, everybody? So, Alex, um, for those that don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the game that your studio has created. Sure. Um, I'm the creator of Hyperlight Drifter. Um, it's a game where you run around and kill a lot of stuff. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's an, uh, an overhead pixel art game um, in the vein of you know classic Zelda games, but with a lot of modern um, inclinations and larger scale. Um, and a unique style, uh, art style. So uh, we're out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One today. Congratulations. Um, I think things are a little rocky right now here, but... Uh, Mostly with backer stuff. So, you know, my advice is don't do a Kickstarter and launch on consoles at the same time if you have a very small team. <laughs> Good advice for uh, would-be devs. Um, and speaking of um, other devs, there's um, a lot of them that put their heart and soul in the games but with you you kind of quite literally did that as the game is based around your own life experiences in dealing with the heart condition sure um for those that don't know can you tell us and our listeners about the ties that your game and your own life share sure yeah i mean i was born with a congenital heart disease um or a heart condition and it has been a major factor in my life and you know facing certain realities that other people don't have to until they're 70 years old, maybe. Um, it, uh, it changes your out- outlook on life and your perspective on, on work and productivity. And for me, it ties very heavily into the personal aspects of the story um, for the game, um, especially the, with the lead character, and he's battling his own illness. So there's, there's a lot of connections that I make there throughout, um, visually and... Uh, even just the general atmosphere and tone of specific parts of the game. Um, so it's it's a it's a very personal experience for me that I'm trying to communicate with other, with all the players. Yeah, I definitely noticed because um, I I played probably about oh, three or four hours and uh, just start off and my character initially crutched over and he started coughing and bleeding. I'm like, oh, I missed the whole thing where he's. <laughs> He's dying here. Oh man, it was um, yeah. definitely realistic for me. Um, Davey, you can go ahead. Yeah, well, um, Alex, you did mention just before that it was kind of pulling in different um, styles from games like Zelda, and I've also seen comparisons to even classic Diablo. Sure. Um, can you give an example, like how, like how did you draw the inspirations from these other games? Um, I mean, it's mostly just picking and choosing the stuff that I liked from games that I enjoyed the most growing up. 
you know, there's heavy influences from Super Metroid in there as well, where that game was masterfully um, composed and the atmosphere in that was like no other added experience. And, you know, in Diablo, there's, there's a lot of uh, threads there with kind of the combat design and like the enemy management um, and the amount of enemies that can be overwhelming and um, sense of direction. And then even, you know, pulling from Dark Souls like many people do these days because it's also kind of immaculately designed just in its world structure um, and, and boss design. So there's any number of influences that I'm pulling from, much like any good creator would, um, because they see the things that are working and try and make it their own. And, and you mentioned the um, a bit of Dark Souls in there, which one of the big things in Dark Souls is a shield. And obviously, uh, Hyper Light Drifter is a super fast-paced game. Um, was there any ever a moment like during uh, development where you went, uh, "Oh, let's try, let's try implementing the shield"? Obviously, in the final game, there's none, but did you try it? Oh, we did. Way in the beginning, there was actually a shield for several months, and we tried every iteration of that, but we decided that our game was much more about being aggressive, much more about speed, much more about the dance between, um, you know, danger and safety. So being able to dash in and out of battles and manage your space much better um, without putting up this big defensive turtling turtling mechanic was important to us. And, you know, we didn't really really figure that out until months of iteration on a stupid shield, which we ended up saying goodbye <laughs> to. Well, yeah. I, I, I approve the decision. Um, I think it's actually really cool because one of my favorite Souls games is actually Bloodborne where there's, well, there's a shield, but it's useless. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, and that game is more aggressive because of it. So. Yeah, totally understand the design, and I personally love it. Yeah, and the drifter in this, I mean, you're just dashing in and out. Not only do you have the melee sword, but you get the upgrades later. You can get a gun for some ranged combat and also to solve some of the uh, the puzzles with some of the bridges you have to activate. Right. Um, you also mentioned that um, this game was kickstarted originally. Um, yes. Originally, it was just a PC platform, I believe, your initial... Uh, Target goal was something like twenty-seven thousand. You reached over six hundred forty thousand dollars right. on Kickstarter, which is insane. Um, it was pretty crazy. When did you decide to um, put Xbox One as one of the platforms? Because I saw it wasn't a stretch goal originally. Sure. Um, I mean, it was it was in the plan um, as soon as the first day. I mean, it blew up in the first day, and I was like, you know, um, I would definitely like to put this on consoles at some point. So. Uh, you know, really early in the process, once we had traction, it made a lot of sense to push this on consoles because why not be on as many platforms as we can? Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> even even though well, I bought it on Steam first, it's um, I'm, I'm gonna end up buying an Xbox again because I'm gonna end up um, playing with my girlfriend, and I know me and her the co-op thing, so it'll be. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks. It's it was. It was a lot of work to get it on consoles, actually, because that whole process is very different than putting it on Steam, for example, or any of the other, like GOG or Humble or whatever else, where it's pretty straightforward. You know, console stuff requires a lot of a lot of very fine-tooth combing over details. So it's it was it's been a lot of effort over the past three months porting it over, and I think it's worth it. 
Yeah, were there any, um, when you were having to go through CERT for the consoles, uh, what was the hardest aspect of that that you ran into? <laughs> All of it. Every step of the way. <laughs> oh, it's, just... it's, extremely, it's extremely complicated and, and very unfriendly. Um, I mean, the people that were helping us, like our account managers and whatever else, they're all wonderful and did as much as they could to push this stuff through. But, you know, they're working in large or, or larger organizations with um, a lot of working inner workings that we don't necessarily understand or don't have control over. Um, and things take a lot more time to turn around and they have other priorities as well as ours. So it's it can be really difficult at times and, and very stressful when you're like on the edge of your seat trying to push something through and they're like, well, you got you got to wait for this and you got to do this. And now you have to fill out these forms and these forms and these forms it's like, OK, there's just there's a lot more process to it. And um, it can be very scary um, and, and very stressful, which it was at times. And even now, still dealing with that stuff. So not over yeah. yet. And I suppose, you know, you're just trying to get a game out and you're running into the red yeah. tape and the red tape's not fun. Yeah. No, no, it's not. But again, like, we had tons of help and everybody at these, like, at, at Microsoft and, and Sony, like, they're they're all super good people and have done a, a great job with the stuff. It's like, it's it's complicated. It's a very complicated process. So, you know, things things just take time and there's there's so many little moving mechanisms and parts to this so it's just it's a lot of work well we thank you for dealing with all the pain and trouble <laughs> yes. with, with a small team that I'm you guys had to go through all that yeah. uh, uh this is a little bit more kind of i, I want to know because i haven't started it yet for the local co-op option i know a lot of people are into that um does the game change in any way uh when co-op is turned on it does yeah um Enemies have 400,000 more hit points. Uh, no, they, uh, enemies don't actually get <laughs> like, stronger no. at it. <laughs> enemies don't actually get stronger at it. But okay. you, do, you do get a little more vulnerable. Um, you're a little bit weaker when, when you have a co-op player there. But the advantage is you have a lot more fire, firepower. So think of it as being even more of a glass cannon. Um, the bosses, however, do have double health because it's much easier to double team one character than it is multiple characters coming at you so you know there's certain advantages and disadvantages to co-op um overall it's easier um for sure and really enjoyable to play with another person so so for our listeners um out there how does the co-op actually work with the partner do they share like um a pool of health do they revive each other so the second player can come in at any time the first player is always dominant um, and the second player essentially steals a pip of health, um, has his own health, its own health pool, but they can't heal. The second player cannot heal and cannot pick anything up. So the first player has to do all the interactions, um, and the second player is there more as like support for a lot of stuff. Um, and again, they can revive, but every time you revive, and if you want to revive at any time, they steal another pip of health from the main player. So. Oh, okay. Nice balancing act there. Yeah, we, we thought long and hard about how to balance out co-op, so it was enjoyable, so it was a little bit easier for everybody um, if they wanted to do that where, without making it easy mode, per se. Was uh, was the co-op something that you guys thought about originally? Because that came out in beta after the game originally launched on Steam. Yeah, co-op was in there, like, one of the first things that we popped in. You know, it was... It was a it was a core design and it was originally gonna be like four players and some other stuff, but 
you know, designs change over the course of two years. So it got distilled down to, well, there's probably too much crazy stuff going on and the scope of the project and all this and two players were, was what we were able to manage. So we're pretty happy with the result, though. I'm glad that we even got it in because we were, we originally cut it for launch. So we, we worked an extra month to get it in after the fact. Yeah, definitely. I know our um, other mod, Reese, Delicious Cheese, he is going to love that because he loves local co-op games. So. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that to him. <laughs> he and, and he loves the <laughs> fast-paced stuff. So. Yeah, everybody asks about online, though, and we're like, are you crazy? You know, that stuff <laughs> is it's a game maker, first of all. Second of all... You know, online stuff is, it takes a whole dedicated person to do that and it takes months to get that stuff right. And even then, there's still a bunch of issues that it introduces. So, you know, getting, just getting the co-op we had in, we were lucky to do it. And I'm really glad that we did. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned Game Maker there. Um, and it yeah. kind of made me think, like, I do remember hearing that sometimes people said that uh, pixel art games such as this were more difficult or time intensive to make than traditionally animated ones um did you run into that or did game maker help you at all i mean we i don't i really can't speak for other projects necessarily but for ours like we put thousands of frames of animation in there you know there's over a thousand frames of animation just for the main character so it's like we we (laughs) we put a lot of art into the game and it just took a lot of time and effort to do that anyway regardless of the resolution of it so I actually did notice that uh, initially right off the bat. I'm like, oh, his character's swaying. And I know it's just a little, or his cape swaying. I know it's just a little tiny addition to the game, but just you can tell that you put in a lot of effort into the animation itself. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it's, it's all hand animated, so it's, it's a labor of love. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, actually, we'll actually wrap it up here for you, um, and we'll ask our one bonus silly question that we always ask every guest and that is name one video game character that you could knock out in a single punch <laughs> me personally and, yes yeah. and a little bit of context when we had a major nelson on he actually said uh frogger and we had some of the xbox support team members on and they were saying various video game animals such as the duck hunt dog so <laughs> I don't even know. That guy is probably really tough. I mean, I, I, I believe uh, Ryan McCaffrey of IGN said um, Preston from Fallout 4 because he just oh, disliked no. him so much. Oh, that's so sad. And I said Carmine because he wouldn't duck a punch from Gears of War. <laughs> um, but those guys are made of, they're like monster meat. So, you know, it's, that'd be, it'd be hard to knock out a Gears of War character. Um, shoot, I don't know. How about. Uh... <laughs> How about Yoshi? <laughs> oh, poor Yoshi. <laughs> well, th- thank you for your time, and thank you for the answers. Um, I'm sure everyone's looking forward to the interview on our team, and hopefully the rest of the listeners enjoy it too. Great. I appreciate it, guys. And if our um, listeners want to follow you or catch up on some of the updates of the game, where can they um, get some of that information from? You have a Twitter um, or a website they can follow. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter um, at HeartMachineZ, or you can go to HeartMachine.com, and we do updates there. We have a, a devlog that we post up there. So, you know, we try and keep things updated. Excellent. Hey. Well, thank you for coming on. Yes, thank yeah, you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Well, thanks very much for that great interview. Sorry I couldn't be on it, but it was far too late at night for me. Um, now, it has been a bit of a slow news week. Is this the post-E3 lull 
think it is. I think yeah. it is. It's 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 the excuse that they've given us now to actually play all of the games that are in our backlog. That's what they're trying to tell us. Still not enough time. You know, <laughs> I, I actually had that sort of issue as I went the other day to think, oh, what do I want to play? I don't want to play Red Dead because I don't have enough time here. I've played too much of Rocket League. I've played too much of Siege. What will I do? I'll sit and twitch and watch people play Overwatch. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> idea why. Thing. No idea why. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now don't forget to follow us on Twitter at X1 Party Chat to find out who next week's guest is going to be because quite frankly I don't even know right now. And I've been your host, Ross. <laughs> Xbox off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this. Ah, yes. Uh, coming up later in the uh, cast or coming right no. up? We'll ha- no. <laughs> right now. Okay, I'll, I'll start that over. <clears throat> yes, coming up uh, right now in the podcast, we have, I believe it's Alex Preston. It's ALX Preston uh, from the Hyperlight drifter team oh. one more time <laughs> can you just say alex preston creator of Hyperlight? Uh, <laughs> i wanted to get in there that it was alx why don't you just go um and now here's this week's interview and now here's this week's interview alex preston from the Hyperlight drifter team that's not and now here's just this week's interview but fair <laughs> enough <laughs> and now here's this week's interview Alex Preston. I, I don't know, but I think this might be the blooper for the end. You know what? <laughs> this is what happens when you ask me to actually do something. I know. It's when I it's, ask it's if I just leave you alone, you're like, fine. Oh, man, I can't. If I leave you alone, this you're fine. Go, go back to this sleep, Mickey. Uh, you won't be able to see that on screen. So it's you have to rely on your team communication to when... Oh, also, there's... Wow. Uh, I'm in New York City, by the way, and there's a huge storm that sounds like it's rolling in. <laughs> that was thunder and lightning. Um, the Make sure to stay on your computer. <laughs> it's always a good Sorry, idea. Sorry, they're, they're also, someone just started running a vacuum cleaner right outside of my door. <laughs> Is that the wife? No, I'm, I'm in a hotel family. right now. I'm oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Still starting. Um, yeah, exactly. 